0: I mm. we I never look back Cause I know He will protect me, I know He will guide me, I know He's always with me, I know he will fight for me. I know. I know. He will protect me. I know. know. He will guide me. And I know.
1: Good morning, it is good to have each and every one of you here this morning. We begin our service by singing a doxology, which is found in your hymnal number 815. A doxology. Psalm 92, beginning with verse 12. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree that will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 527. Number 527, I Know Whom I Have Believed. and let us go before the Lord in prayer our gracious God Lord as always we come before you just as we are this morning and Lord in this present moment of time that you have given all of us We come before you right now with the needs and requests that we have in our lives. Lord, within those needs and requests, we think not only of ourselves, but we think of family members and of friends, of the staff that is working here today, of the patients that are here, of the family members that will be visiting. We think about the communities that we are a part of, here locally and nationally. And Lord, we think about the greater community of the Church of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we'd ask that you would hear those prayers. So many of them, Lord, are silent that words can not express the hurt, the sorrow, the pain. The challenges that we are trying to overcome.
0: But your Word of
1: God tells us that there's an intercessor there, the Spirit of your presence within our lives, the intercessor that is there that communicates to you, God, what words cannot. And Lord, You know of those silent prayers of all of our hearts and minds, the silent prayers of our spirit and souls that lifts up to you, God. You know what we are expressing to you right now. And we lift up to you those people. We lift up to you those things that you are calling to our minds right now in prayer. We ask, God, that you would intercede according to your will, according to your purpose for our lives and for their lives. And God, we are so thankful that your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our next hymn is number 560, More About Jesus. Number 560, More About Jesus. we reading this morning it comes from 1st Peter chapter 2 beginning with verse 13 submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him To punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil live as God's slaves show proper respect to everyone love the family of believers fear God and honor the emperor amen let us pray My gracious God, Lord, we are just so thankful for the wonderful time that we have had to pray together, to read scripture together, to sing our songs of praise together. And Lord, we thank you for receiving those acts of worship that we have all done because of our love our adoration and our respect for you in our lives God I would ask that you would help me continue that act of worship to you by the words that are said help me now I pray In Christ's name, amen. Well, last week, if you recall, we actually kind of talked about how we can understand what eternal life means for you and for me, and how do we acquire it. And we talked about the portion of scripture where it has to do with loving God with everything that we are and then loving our neighbor as ourselves and I know that when we have had different types of sermons one of the things I believe I'm always trying to look for at least for me and maybe also for you is we're looking for some type of formula where we can do one plus one plus one plus one, and we get four. Did I do that right? One plus one plus one. I did did four once, right? So we can have that right answer for our lives. And I think the Scriptures provide us various formulas. The Scriptures do give us very... instructions as to how we are to live our lives and I think it's wonderful and amazing awesome as my grandchildren would say it's awesome grandpa how we look at the scriptures and can look at the instructions that God has given us and that how the power of the Holy Spirit speaks through the Word of God to you and I individually, to help us have that discernment, to help us take that instruction that is given to us, that helps us put it into some type of formula based on our own understanding, our own life, experience not mine but yours because your life experience is different than mine and my life experience is different than yours but it is so awesome that how we can look at the instruction that is found in the Word of God, and even though we share different life experiences, we share something in common in terms of how the Word of God speaks to your life and to my life, specifically to me, specifically to you. And when that happens through the power of the Holy Spirit it gives us a sense of community that you and I belong together as one body of believers in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ even though we have had different life experiences. And that's what we call the church and in 1st Peter the portion of the scriptures that I really want us to focus on is for the instruction that for you and I that we are to live our life in Christ because it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people And don't we have foolish people in our lives? Don't we have foolish people within our lives? And along with having foolish people within our lives, I want to say that we also have ignorant people. Not stupid people, but ignorant people. So when we think about The foolish and ignorant people within our own lives, we silence that type of talk by doing good, by practicing good, by living good. For you see, I think we understand what a foolish person is, but an ignorant person is someone that does not have the understanding or the facts about certain things they don't have that knowledge or that understanding and so when we think about that and when we talk about specifically the scriptures here when we talk about ignorant talk what is being addressed here is the people that just don't fully understand what they are talking about because they don't have the understanding or the knowledge that God wants them to have in their lives. And the only way that you and I can even make any type of attempt to correct them is by how we practice and live our lives. It's not words, it's not the rhetoric that's out there, it's not the criticism that is out there, it's not the laws that we pass or that we don't pass, but it's about how you and I individually do good to those that are around us, to do good to those that we come in contact with on a daily basis, wherever we are at, however we are living our lives and conducting ourselves as followers of God. But when we are truly doing that, we are providing that testimony in terms of who we are and what we believe in as Christians. And the scriptures tell us here that as Christians, you and I live as free people. You and I as Christians live as free people. So if you and I got up this morning and we were feeling trapped, if we were feeling confined, if we were feeling restless because of our circumstances, if we were feeling uneasy, if we were feeling frustrated, if we were feeling angry, we truly were not living as free people. And if you and I feel that way right now, we are truly not living as free people. Because we are allowing the circumstances of our lives and the world in which we live in to make us a slave to those situations, to those circumstances. But God wants us to live as free people. And there is a very careful instruction after that statement to not use your freedom or my freedom as a cover-up for evil. There is never any justification. For doing evil within our own lives there is no set of circumstances that gives us the reasons that we want to have to do something that we know within our own hearts and minds and our spirit that we know is evil and is wrong So there is a warning sign for us as followers of Jesus Christ that as we live as free people, as we are not confined by the circumstances and the world in which we live in and what it says and what it does, there is that warning for us just to be aware of the justification that we can use that we can find to do what we quote unquote we want to do based on what we think we should do according to God's will for our lives but it is never ever to be used for the purpose of evil regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the reasoning we want to have, regardless of what the logic is that we are exploring to justify our actions. Quite simply wrong will always be wrong. But yet the scripture that we have just talked about prior to this tells us that we are to do good because good will always be good. And for us to truly understand whether we are free people in Christ, we are to live as God's slaves. We are to live as God's slaves. That we are free people dedicated always to live for God as His slaves. Because of what we believe in in His Son Jesus Christ, He owns us. Remember, we have been adopted into His family. We are the sons and daughters of God. But He is also our Master and Savior. And we are given that statement to remind us who we are in Christ. Because you and I, if we really get down to it and honestly admit before ourselves and before God, we are a slave or slaves to something, are we not? We are slaves to something. You are, I am. There are things that we do, there are ways in which we live our lives where we are a slave to many of our actions, our attitudes, and how we conduct ourselves. Slaves to things where we know that we can get the greatest gratif- gratification and satisfaction. You and I are slaves to something. It could be our family, it could be our friends, it could be our work, it could be towards our education, it could be our employment, our status, it could be our money could be the home in which we live in. There are prized possessions within our lives that we hold above everybody and everything else. And we are a slave to those prized possessions. Because we cannot see ourselves living without those things. And if we can't see ourselves living without those things, we are a slave to them. And the scriptures tell us quite frankly, hey, I know you're going to be a slave to something, so why not live as God's slaves? Why not live under that perfect law of liberty? Why not live in that freedom as free people? What a wonderful world it is when we live for God. And we see as we are living as God's slaves, when we are living within that freedom, when we understand that it is not there to justify our thoughts and our feelings and our actions towards Others or to circumstances that it is a cover up for evil when we understand that when we know to silence the ignorant talk of foolish people that don't truly understand what it is to be a follower of God that within their own personal lives there is a disconnection that they have made with what is reality and how they perceive that reality to be for them And the only way that we can actually get them to see what actually it is for them, truly is for them in their lives, is by doing good. And then we see within that, that that whole aspect and those attributes of you and I to be living as God's slaves is that we show proper respect to everyone to everyone, to everyone, that we love the family of believers in Jesus Christ, that we fear God, and we've talked about in the past what fear God means. It means that we are to show God that adoration and that respect, that worship before God, that awness in God's presence. God does not want us to be afraid of Him. And I think a lot of times that word gets misinterpreted. God never, ever, has ever intended for us to be afraid of Him. If that was the case, He would not have sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and I because of our sins and our separation from God. That's not someone that we should fear. On the contrary, it shows that it is someone that we should love. And that we are to honor the emperor. We are to honor the leaders within our community. That we are to give them and show them the respect in terms of who they are as God has placed them with authority over us good, bad, or indifferent God has put them there for his will and for his purpose which is far beyond our human understanding because I don't know about you but there are certain things I'd like to see changed and there are certain people that I'd like to see in office but God says no no That's not my will right now. For where you're at and where you are living. And God says you need to show that respect and that honor. For in doing so, we are truly demonstrating that we are God's slaves and that you and I are living as free because you could only show that respect to everyone you could only show that love to the family of believers you could only fear God you could only honor the emperor when you have truly been set free from the circumstances that you are in within your own life because you realize that as you're living your life you are not a prisoner of those circumstances because you have been set free in Christ and that you are to live your life accordingly. And as I think about that this morning I think about the circumstances within my own life that I have not thought of that have been truly making me a slave and not the slave that God wants me to be in Him that I have not been truly free because I have been a slave to other things What a wonderful set of instructions God has provided us this morning. Perhaps you have found a formula in these instructions as I have been trying to find a formula to figure out what God wants me to do where God wants me to be, looking and seeing the circumstances in my own life as His will, as difficult it is at times for me to accept, for me not to want to change, but to live each day where God wants me to be and live in His freedom. For you and I are free in Christ. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. that means, as we are followers of Jesus Christ. In fact, just the other day we were, some of the chaplains here, we were having discussions about communion and what it represents. And the discussion was the fact that as we have communion, and as I believe in practicing open communion, that we do so understanding that if you know Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, you're welcome to have communion with us. But the discussion focused on the warning about communion. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the love of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup For if anyone who eats and drinks the cup without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. So you are welcome to take communion with me understanding what the scriptures specifically say. That you are to examine yourselves. And none of us are worthy of having communion together. Of understanding what it is as we come to the Lord. And you know one of the first things that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did when he began his ministry. Is he told people to repent to repent. And you and I have a wonderful opportunity every time be before we come to the Lord's Supper, the Lord's table, to repent of those things within our lives that we know we need to change. Because that repent that's what repentance means. It means to change. It's to do a one eighty to go in a different direction to go in that direction where we truly can live as free people where we can truly be slaves to God let us pray our gracious God Lord we are so thankful for the way that you have just looked into our lives today how you are always using the Holy Spirit within our own lives to examine us, to make us better, to make us holier than we were the day before. Lord, thank you for the reminder that as we come before this table that you want us to repent and to examine ourselves to say to you God Abba Father that we are unworthy forgive us of our sins forgive us of the burden that those sins have been in our lives where we have not been able to live as free people. Forgive us. And God, help us to be slaves to you in that freedom that we have in Christ. Amen. received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. But whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn. Number 563, open my eyes that I may see. so thankful how you have brought each of us here to see and to understand how you want us to live in the freedom that you want us to have every day to be slaves to you God help us God to do that and now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore Amen
2: bless the Lord.